Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. Third hour already. Goodness. Well, let's head down to Corpus Christi and check in with our good friend, Captain Cliff Webb, see what he's up to. Cliff, good morning. How are you, bud? Morning, Mickey. Enjoying this nice weather. What a morning, huh? Man. Well, I'm telling you, it's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it's nice here. It is, man. Well, I finished up my access hunt last week, and I talked to you. I was I was trying to get access, and I finally Did got one. Did you get one? one? <laughs> I you finally dog, got one. Got one. Got you man, a what a dog. hunt that was, man! It was a hunt. <laughs> and I hunted those things. They would never, they never stop. You know, we just constant running. Well, they're at fidgety, yards. aren't they? Golly, they're hard, fidgety. Man, hard to shoot, man. And finally, I got a shot at one. About I don't know, fifteen or twenty of them had ran into a bunch of trees, a bunch of cedar trees. And they kind of think they're hidden in those trees, you know, so they're walking through there, and I'm trying to get an opening in the trees to get a shot. And and so I'm just looking for spots and hair, you know, and finally I get an opening, and I see them walking toward this little opening. It's about four foot wide. It's not very big, you know, so I put the crosshairs there. And I, the first one goes through, I wasn't ready. Like, oh, man, I wasn't ready. The second one went through, I was ready. And so I shot one Cold and got wild. a nice little half, yeah, a little half-grown one, and you, you cut the back strap with a fork. It was just sick. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that was a great, great ranch. Uh, Clayton's God is just beautiful. You know, it's just man, it's got all the African game there. They're they've been hunting safari for years, and uh, they got all the leopard skins and all the beautiful, you know, mounts of water uh-huh. buffalo, Cape buffalo, and all that. It's just unbelievable what they, you know, that's some serious hunting there. That African stuff, man. Yes, but, uh, but that was good, man. But, I say uh, that's the ultimate this, taking African safari, man. Oh, man, they go for weeks and months, you know, down there. Oh, yeah, take a one-month safari over there. uh, They pretty much say the whole tribe goes with them when they hunt. But it's uh, Yes. Just getting to hear all those stories, too, you know, sitting around the the camp and hearing those stories, you know, (laughs) about all those hunting trips were pretty cool. It's a little different than whitetail stories. (laughs) Just a little. It's life and death, a little little bit different, you know. And then my week fishing was just, God, it was good, Mickey. We just. We just smoked a big trout before this full moon. It was really good. I uh, I step out on Tuesday and um, I got these three guys and they fished me for years. In fact, one of them, Larry, bought one of my puppies eight years ago, one of my labs, and just trained this dog. And it's, it's just a hunting machine. So anyway, we pull up on the shoreline just right at daylight, and I, I stop about five or six hundred yards from the troll with the troll tomorrow and troll in, and when I when the trolling motor's blowing muddled out in front of me. I'm going, man, that's going to be good. You know, as I'm as I'm putting in on high speed, there's mullet jumping in front of my trolling motor. And I'm looking up and down the shore, and as far as you can see are mullet. I'm going, oh, and they're not just mullet. They're like four and five and six inch mullet. I'm going, you know, and I'm not seeing any slicks yet. They're still late. I said, that's kind of maybe a good thing. They haven't really went off yet. You know, sometime you pull up there in the morning, they like you see a few slicks, they've been eating for a couple of hours, you know, so 
I pull up in there, Mickey, and, and we step out, and I'm throwing a soft iron, and everybody's kind of throwing something different, top waters. And I got one guy, uh, Troy, he's throwing a top water corky, a floating corky. And he's right. up in, I mean, he's up in shin deep water. And we're stretched out across there. And the guy in the middle, uh, Brett, I'll tell you how good it is. He's throwing, this, he's throwing the only little John that Cliff doesn't have in the boat. I just can't believe this. <laughs> you know, Mike sent me this huge box of every color. I mean, he takes good care of me. Main Street, they take I got every color. He's got this one called Chicken with a Chartreuse Tail. And I, I don't think I've even seen this color. I don't know if he's got a silver belly what, and kind of a... Did he dip it himself or it came like no, that? No, it's called Chicken Chartreuse. I've never seen it. Anyway, to make a long story short, he's in the middle. I'm on the outside deep. I got Troy in the shallow with a floating corky. He's not catching much, but he's catching studs. And anyway, he stood. We walked into a school of fish, Mickey. He caught 50 trout on one little john. That is no joke. He'll tell you. <laughs> it was ripped to pieces. I said, you got a whole pocket one. He goes, I won't see him young catch on it. And he caught well, 50. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and the more the more holes and stuff it gets in it, the more uh, sin it releases, too. It was just I mean, we we're catching fish, but he was smoking. He caught in three casts, three trout over 25 inches in three casts. And we're oh, standing wow. right next to him. And uh, so finally, I take the soft on it. I said, hey, man, no, you got another one of those? <laughs> so he reaches in his pocket and he gives the guide one. I go, yeah, that is how embarrassing it is for the guy to ask you for a lure. <laughs> just was good stuff. <laughs> of course, I had to hear about it, too. You know, that's so why I said, don't you have any of these? I said, no, sir, I don't. I sure would like one, though. But, uh, now, that chicken thing. color, that's the one that's uh, like chartreuse and pink, right? No. No, this is the ugliest looking thing you've ever seen. It's kind of a – it's hard to describe it. It's kind of a, I don't know, multicolored uh, brown with a kind of a silver belly and some black and red specks in it. It's, it's hideous Man, I looking. I don't have any of those. I don't have any either. And so he goes to Roy's that afternoon and buys all Roy's hats. And the other thing that he was They'll doing. never we bite him again. again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Hey, just, you can talk about I know, it. I know. I'll call, call Mike up and order something. I'll never bite him again, you know. But it's funny <laughs> because he's also using a different lead head. And so we were, we were throwing super light lead heads. He's throwing a, like a heavy lead head. And I'm watching his retrieve. He's keeping it real slow to the bottom. He was just crawling on the bottom. And those fish wanted almost dead sticks sometimes. They wanted it slow. And, uh, man, so we went to a heavier lead head. And it's funny how sometimes they want, to, they want that lead head to hit the bottom. Yes. You know, and, and the reason he's keeping the grass off, this is what else he did that, you know, I'm, I'm, I love it when you learn stuff from the clients. You don't think, don't think an old dog can't learn new tricks. Right. So he's using a lead head with a wire spring on it that goes right. over the hook that, that gets no grass. I've, I've used them in the rocks because they're great in the rocks. They don't hook rocks. But when I'm fishing straight bottom like grass, I don't use those weed guards, you know. Well, we're coming up with big mops of grass about every third cast. He's just fishing clean the entire time with that guard. You know, so it's funny how, you know, you, you learn something after all these years. That weed guard did pay off on that heavy. We we're fishing some areas where it's scattered rocks. And then it's so early in the morning, you really can't tell where the sand pockets are. You've got to kind of uh -huh. guess where they're at. And if you get a little bit off, you mop up. Well, if he's a little bit off, he's still fishing clean. You know, so it, it made a difference. Um, Man, that was some awesome fishing. We, uh, and the cool thing is most of the fish were from three to six pounds. You know, every, that's why we get a six and a half, six and three quarter. But solids, I mean, man. It, it wasn't like we were catching a bunch of just fish. We were catching solid fish, you know, and that was just amazing up and down that shoreline. And so we, we had a good day. We fished till late. We just, we caught them until, we caught over a hundred fish easy, you know. So we, we pulled the plug and I told them, well, in the morning, Wednesday morning, let's get there real early and see if we can catch a really big one. And, and during the night, that wind had changed, you know, come out of the, uh, more southeast, and it kind of pushed some of the fish out of there. N normally, when you have a major bite on big trout one day, the next day they don't bite as good, I swear. It's just like, you know, just that's the way it works. But we stepped in there, caught about maybe 25 or 30 on that wave instead of 100, but it was still good. It was some good fishing, Mickey, I tell you, man. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, – and the rest of the week, I just worked on equipment. I took the boat in and got it serviced and put a rack and pinion steering in my old truck. So it was a, the rest of the week was just all the money that we made, we all spent. You know? Yeah, it worked in our business. Yeah, you, I got a bad buddy that went through all that about two weeks ago. <laughs> Pool pump goes out and had to get a new <laughs> set of tires. I mean, hey, 
work all week and it's all gone no. in one day. Yeah. Boom. You make it you make it the boat take it away. You know, it's that's kinda it. like that's the way it is. That's know? all it's it good. is, a big old hole hole in the yeah, water you man. just pour money into, man. But that's okay as long as she gives me some fish. As long as I'm you know, as long as I smell fish at the end of the day I'm all good. But God, it's a great time of year. I'm so excited about you know, and I can't believe it's almost March. Like what what happened to February? I know. Man. Just I was just talking by. about that yesterday. How time's flown by this month. It's, it's mm-hmm. man, it's gone. I, like I said, like life's like a roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to the end, the faster it rolls. And it's kind you of what's got happened. That right. It's <laughs> kind of what's happened to me, man. It's spinning <laughs> off that spool right now, buddy. Oh boy. <laughs> well, typical gad, man. All you want to do is break even. As long as fishing's good, you don't care hey, how much money you got. As long care. as you pay your bills and break even, hey, let's yeah. keep rolling. That's it. You don't have much choice, you know. That's it. I said, you know, what am I going to do, retired fish and not break even? <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be going in the hole, you know. Anyway, oh, boy. Gotta keep swinging, but God's going to be a good March. Just looking forward to this this year's. Just, just looking so good. God, the water clarity is so beautiful right now, man. And they opened up another bridge, so they got water circulation here. So all these channels, White Cap Channel, all these channels inside are inside of Padre Isles and stuff have all been closed in. And now they dug a bridge, opened a bridge out to the Gulf in Packery Channel and let all this Gulf water into all these channels. They just opened up the bridge last week. What a difference. We got water flowing in all these channels back in the canals and stuff. That's the game changer right there, buddy. Well, not to jinx you or anything, you know, knock on wood, I'll do it for you. Um, Okay. Man, how long has it been since a brown tide down there? A long time, Packery Channel fixed that. I think Opened so, that too. Up. I mean, uh, I know it did. And I know what else Packery did. It put oysters in our upper Laguna Madre. We've never had oysters. We got really? oysters all over Laguna Madre. We got oysters all over the place. Within the first two miles of the opening, we got reefs of oysters just starting in Laguna Madre, which has oh, never been. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know? And so that is in the, in, the, in the water clarity, like the other day, as soon as we get a little push, push of a tide or something in the Gulf, it clears up everything. But the brown, t- the brown tide was from all the stagnant. You know, it's, the water just didn't have any circulation, and that's what caused a lot of that brown tide. Oh. So, if we didn't have it after that hot summer we had, that 94-degree water, if we didn't get smoked by brown tide after that, I think it's over, personally. You know, because it was a perfect chance last summer, the hottest water temperature, the most algae bloom we've ever seen, and it wasn't that bad. I'm hoping our brown tide days are over. We'll see. That'd be nice. Boy, I remember that yeah. used to just, boy, that was a kiss of death. Let me knock this break well, out, know. Cliff. I'll come right All back right. at you. Hang on. All right. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break. Right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. All right, buddy. Hey, You're playing some good over. music. I told them oh, they're yeah. playing some great music, man. They, yes, they, that's awesome. That's good uh, stuff, man. Chavo, my old buddy, sent me a picture of a of a case that a Mercury racing prop comes in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that that box, that case that it comes in is worth more than the prop that I run on my boat. <laughs> He said, this is what the case looks like on a $5,000 prop when they ship it to you. It's <laughs> unbelievable what they're spending on props and the, yeah, and the way they're going over, through these props. Eric Simmons. <laughs> Man, that's something. You know, I, I went down to uh, Chris and Marine, had my boat all tuned up and things changed on it and got to visit with Chris for a while and talking about right. all this racing stuff. And, Man, the stuff that's coming out is just crazy. What's coming out? Just wait. Isn't it unbelievable? Do you ever think people would pay five grand for a propeller for a well, for you a know, boat? Just and look at the new engines. You know the new ten, the ten, uh, ten cylinders and stuff. Yeah, the V tens. The V ten. Well, I'm looking at when he's talking about putting one on my boat, but I think I knew the you were talking about it when I was down there fishing. No, man, I'm not doing Cliff, it yet. I'm this just boat is so right the way it is. You know. <laughs> I know I just had that motor all tuned up and everything. I'm still running my, you know, the old horse is still, still walking. So I'm just, I'm hanging on that to it. You, you know, good, ran good. Hey, yes. and boy, those good. seats in that boat, boy, I ever get some extra cash. I am putting that set up in my boat. My <laughs> I can't good. believe so. You know, I guess on Wednesday it got rough, real heavy wind. When they were fighting over that front seat, that, that shockwave seat, my guys, Hey man, it's my turn for that seat. But you could turn into that wind and run 40 miles an hour in a four-foot chop and drink a Coke. It's stupid. It you know, but for an old man, I w- if I'd have had that years ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be hurting so bad. We wouldn't you know? be old men now. <laughs> we, we, you know, I'm hoping to fish another 20. You know, if I had those, I'd fish another 30. We'll see what happens. But anyway. Oh, but, uh, hey, right. man, you, you know, talking, yeah, talking about this brown tide, though, I want to get back to that. So, you know, people all, in some of the brown tide years, Mickey, I caught some of the biggest fish ever. Right. You know, and uh, we were talking about my, my good buddy, Hudson Moon. He's he's back in yeah. Amazon. He's got family back there, and Hudson's a hell of a fisherman. Yeah, he was he talking is. about how how those uh, in those really brown tide, those real stagnant days in, in August and stuff, how those big fish will get back in that, those big trout will get back in that nasty stuff, you know, real salty environment and stuff. You don't think they're in there? And tarpon will do the same thing. Tarpon will get in the most nastiest canals you've ever seen. And big <laughs> trout like, like high salinities. Well, I don't know a lot about tarpon. I'm saying this is what the tarpon guys tell me, okay? So I don't know anything about it, but the guys that fish them will tell me they get back in some of the nasty canals back in Florida and stuff when they fish them. He said, we'll find those things in places that it's not gene clear. It's like nasty stagnant water. water, you know? Just like stagnant water, you know? Exactly. This is mostly in Florida I'm talking about. But I've seen it here where nobody would fish these these, these rocks because you couldn't see them. You know, you could you run them to them with your trolling motor and stuff. You're trying to drift in them and stuff and right. hang your drift anchor. You don't know where they are. What I would do, I, you know, throw them a GPS. I'd stay back from them, you know, then anchor up and, and throw topwater, she-dogs, you know, black with the chartreuse head she-dogs. And those big trout would eat them. And the thing that brown tide does, it makes your fish not near as spooky. You can approach them easier. You can get closer to them. You know, uh, you can walk up on them in shallow water. So, you know, you're not out of the game on brown tide. It changes things. No. It's not good, but it, uh, sometimes we have a problem with our water being too clear. Our fish are too, you know, skin, exactly. Uh, skittish. Exactly. You know, so I don't know well, if we're ever going to have my, another brown my tide. My best big trout days in Galveston Bay has just been in marginal water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. You know, where it's, I fight just, this uh, yeah. it's to the point you look at it and go, man, I don't know whether I want to fish here or not. Water's mm-hmm. pretty messed up. But then about 30 slicks pop up down a shoreline and said, y'all get your gear on. We're jumping out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to try it. And that's, so, and that's so important to to pay attention on your bottom on the clear days and see what you're fishing because the muddy days you can't see. So exactly. typical example, in the morning I'm piling out on a shoreline. And I know there's a bunch of sand pockets, and the fish are going to be in the sand, but yet I can't see them because the sun's not up. The water's too dark. That's when I'm starting with a cover bait where I can cover a lot of water, you know, a soft nine corky, a top water. And then as, as it comes light, I can see those big sand pockets. I'll set on them with a soft plastic and work the bottom of them. Mm. You know, and then as it gets lighter and lighter, I have to move out deep because the fish simply still exposed and they'll move out deep. But, uh, you know, lure selection in the morning is, is, is very important. 
you know, some mornings we get in there and the grass is so bad we can't throw the soft dines and, you know, we're, we're stuck to a plastic. And that's when those trot supports, the grass walkers, the slicks, the things that you could pin a hook in, you know, get out of the grass, those things really come into a play. Man, they, i got to get they, some they were, of those and try them. Yes, I've never, sir. I've never no. even thrown one. I've heard you talk a lot about them, but I've never yes, thrown sir. one. Yes, they're, sir. They're, they're a necessity in your quiver. Let me tell you, your trot quiver. <laughs> those uh, The trot support, the, the grass walker, you know, where you get pinned in, and also that new bait called a slick. Well, it's not new. It's new to Cliff. Those guys from Florida gave me a whipping on it, so I had to get some. <laughs> so, you know, What's it called? That one, it's called a slick, and it looks slick. like Paul Brown's bait. You know, it's a... It looks like a, a corky uh, devil with a big eye in it, but th- it doesn't have a the treble hook. It has a straight hook out the back, just one oh, big gotcha. hook. And uh, sometimes you, if, with too light a rod, you'll miss the hook, you miss the hook set. But boy, when they're on it, they're on it, you know. And uh, right, it's just funny how you got to have certain Does things it come in your box. Rigged with that hook in it? No, sir. No, so you got to buy the hook. It's just it's kind of like a trot support. It's it's the same thing as a trot support, a little bit bigger, a little fatter. Uh-huh. You know, but you got to pin the hook in it, right? You know, but uh, but that was funny. The little John was uh, all this week. That little John chicken with a chartreuse tail was the most incredible bait. So the next day, Wednesday, we all had it on. But it, you know, Mickey, I don't think I've ever even seen that color or thrown that Never color. Even, you know, I'm man, catching I, I'm catching them on watermelon, watermelon red, watermelon gold, and uh, I thought I had every twice. color under the rainbow in Little John's. You know, yeah, I thought I did too. You wow. Know? It is, it is amazing how many fish those little Johns can catch. It is just amazing. You know, I mean, you, well, you just need, uh, crowd support <laughs> needs that. Uh, they need to get that chicken color and that slick, and then you can call it chicken slick. <laughs> <laughs> Say that three times good. real fast without no, messing no. up. <laughs> Not on the radio. <laughs> Not on the radio, you dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, good, but, you know. It's funny because normally in February, for years and years, I was a corky nut. I just do nothing but a fat boy or a regular corky. You know, 30 years ago, I threw a straight. And now I have all these other options. You know, I'm not really throwing the fat boys as much. I'm throwing the soft dines and the, you know, the little johns and the trout support. It's funny how you have so many more options to throw now, you know. Well, as we develop as fishermen, you know, you just – you know, you get wore out on baits as you progress in your career. Yeah. You've already mastered those. You can catch fish on them, but something new always catches your eye. And for you to learn yeah. how to to throw it and work it properly and produce fish with it, and then it's a new yeah. thing, you know. it's Exactly. It's, it's kind of like getting a, you know, getting a new truck every year, something like something different. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, you know. So, and I got to fish with Tobin, the guy that made the trot support stuff. So I got to learn about him and how they worked and stuff. What's his really last got to name? Copeland? Uh, uh, Strickland. Strickland. Tobin. That's it, Strickland. I knew it was a Lund. Yeah, I didn't, super nice. Yeah. And then, you know, like the guys bring that slick. Well, that slick the slick has been – I've seen it at Roy's several times, and the guys at Roy's I fish with, you know, John said, hey, man, you need to try this. I don't. You know, I just oh yeah, i got plenty of stuff. And, and so the guys in Florida brought it down here, and, and they had seven-and-a-half-foot rods with 10-pound – Braid on them, they could throw that thing out of the yard. Seven and a half foot rods. I hadn't fished with one of them since the old G. Loomis days back in the you know late seventies, early eighties. Crazy, you know. And just watching them throw those things way out there, you know, way out there, and you know, and to catch a fish in that cat take forever to reel it in. But it was it was pretty cool to 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 see how they fish. And the reason is they do a lot of boat fishing in gin clear water. They got just just like Brian Barrera does in South Padre the same thing when you're when you're you know 18 19 maybe two foot of water whatever you got to get away from the boat because the boat's profiling your fish the fish are seeing you so that's what they're doing and that, the guys in florida brought that down wading and they did good on it you know yeah it's, uh, it's that's what's good about doing what we do is you get all these really good fishermen that help you get tuned up you know some of the i fish with a lot of these tournament fishermen like barry and these guys these guys are unbelievable fishermen and so yeah. i get to see what they're seeing, what they they learn from the, the tournament fisher, and they learn something, and they pass it on down to me. You know, you're never too old to learn new stuff. No, and, and I'm just I'm blessed to fish with these killer fishermen. I mean, well, when you get set, about when you get our age and you get all set in your ways and everything, and just yes. hard headed. I mean, it's time to retire. That's what's happened to me? Yes, and that's breaking my hard head stuff. You know, and 
this they're getting ready to all go to Mansfield and South Pottery, all these good fishermen, so we're going to see some fish. And the team of the year is what it's about, Mickey. So, right. you know, there's good money, in the, but at the team of the year, these guys can win some serious money. And so the guys are winning the top 12, 15. they got a good chance to get in there at the team of the year. They're, oh, they're yeah, still, the chance, still the chance of, you know, when you do. I mean, you've already won some good money getting there. And boy, it can make yeah. for a hell of a year yes. if you win team of the year plus what all the mm-hmm. other stuff you won on the way to that. That's, you know. Yeah, so this saltwater's catching up with the bass fishing. I mean, not as much, it's but trying. I mean, yeah. we're getting now where it, yeah, we're getting now where it's worth it. You know, it's worth it's worth. We got guys that just do nothing but do tournament fishing. These guys are hardcore. I mean, try to keep up with these guys. They're they're well, on the water all the time. My biggest fault with saltwater fishermen for all these years is they they're too cheap. They, they're they too spend cheap. All, they, yeah, they <laughs> spend all their money on high dollar equipment and everything else, and they'll. uh They'll put a wrap on their boat for a sponsor for no money. You know, it's just uh, they once the, you know these guys are getting it now. I mean, you think those right. bass guys they're gonna they're gonna fish with a product for just free baits? No, you're gonna there's gonna be a check in the mail every month. They're not gonna they're not that's gonna true. push it. That and, that that's true. Because you know if I look back on my career and everybody else's all these years, how many millions and millions of dollars have we made sponsors and don't have anything to show for it. That's so true. Think about yeah, that. And that's, that's where, true. you know, the saltwater, uh, that's why their prize money and where I think it should be is because of that, mm-hmm. that mentality. You know, well, I'm well, getting free baits. Well, no, they're really not free. It's cheaper to go buy them instead of owing somebody everything for just a handful of baits. Hey, make them pay mm-hmm. you to throw those baits. That's right. And then, I mean, and the bait companies want the high-profile guys, the guys that's on the yes. Facebook and everything. They don't want the old dogs. That's, you know, we we don't do anything but take our old. Well, I'm not their guy anymore. I'm done with all. No, this I'm not. Stuff. I don't put I mean, nothing on Facebook. If, the only time, yeah, somebody else puts it on, not me. You know, right? They don't know who that's I am okay. by now. I, it wasn't worth being here to start with. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's so true. But if you're getting paid big bucks, then you can spend all your extra time doing mm-hmm. all that. Because I just, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to to promote yourself like that and beat your chest and all that stuff. If you're getting paid big yeah. bucks for it, go for it. You know, we get home, we, we you know, kind of hang out with the grandkids, go to the game and stuff. Yeah. A lot of these guys, as soon as they get home, they're on the they're on the social media thing, you know, talking about what they did and promoting their business until nine or ten o'clock at night, you know, and, and that's okay, the young guys, but. I'm over that. I got grandkids. I got ball well, we games got a to life, go to, you know. Soccer games and, and to go we to. see that a lot. I was just talking to Hillman a couple of weeks ago about this very same topic. Is uh, a lot of these guys they don't have anything else in their life. Fishing is all they have. They don't have right. family and and uh, kids and things like that that uh, take up a lot of your otherwise time that you'd be promoting yourself. Yes, sir. I'm on cruise control now. I'm just on yeah, cruise control. I, I'm, I just want to finish up. I just want to finish up good. And I know I'll, I'll know I'll never be, I'll never have the fishing that I had 30 years ago. That's okay. I'm enjoying every fish I catch anyway. You know, I, yeah. I don't care. I still, still enjoy that sunrise. Everything's yeah, a bonus. The sunrise and seeing the deer walk down the bank is still just as good as it ever was, you know. I still keep thinking about all them nail guy coming out when we were down there and all the sandhill yeah. cranes. My goodness, I could have shot a rifle th- across that flat and hit at least five sandhills. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting ready to hear all the turkeys start going off. That's what I love in the morning when you're fishing down cool? there on the shorelines. You hear the turkeys come off the roost, you know, and you hear the quail going off, you know. And oh, Rob, I got to tell you, so Robin, the guy that owns bass, has this, as soon as right. you hear those mockingbirds sing, as soon as you hear those mockingbirds sing, there's no more freeze. And that's so funny because they started singing about a week ago, and I think we're done. Same with here, same at my house, you know? same th- and at nighttime too. There was yes, one uh, this morning when I walked out the door to come to the studio, uh, was going off like crazy under that full moon. Yep, that's, that's what they're doing right cow. now. Yeah, mesquite mesquite trees are budding, so I think we're I think we're done with the freezes. So I think yeah, we're good. I hope so. Yeah, oh, me too, man. Well, you got to get down here, Mickey. You got to, man, because I'm filling up so much for the spring. I just hope you guys can make it, make a trip, man. All right, well, I'll work on that. I've got. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time, Cliff. Just time's running. I understand. Out, I need to get away. I know, but you can sneak down here. It ain't that far of a drive, man. Come on. I know it. 
I wish we had an affiliate down there. I'd just come down there and do the show from there and then go fish with you all day. <laughs> come and you sit up there at my house. No problem, man. We'll That's set you it. up in the living room. No worries. There you go. All right, brother. Well, hey, if somebody wants to come down and hook up with you and uh, enjoy some of this really good fishing, how they get a hold of you, brother? Okay, Mickey. I'm in here. Go 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. I'm just like you, looking for one more big one. Just one more. That's it, buddy. Have a good one, Bob. All right, dog. Cliff, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb. Down in Corpus Christi, it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on the Saturday morning final segment already. Let's go down to South Texas. Let's check in with Captain Blaine Firemood this morning. See what's up. Morning, Blaine. How you doing, bud? Hello, Mickey and everybody else out there in the radio world. What's going on? Man, that's it. Just you and me. <clears throat> All right. Dog name Blue. There you go. We're uh, 47 degrees down here in Hebronville and clear skies. The sun's going to pop out here in a few minutes. I'm headed to Corpus Christi to watch my grandson shoot a sporting clay event. Old Dalton, man, that kid's doing pretty darn good. What is he, 12 now? Yeah, I think he's 13. Old Dalton, Foyt, he's uh, he's going to be one of the best shooters there are in the state by the time he's 18. He's 13 right now. He can He's getting after it. Well, maybe we'll started. get to see him in the Olympic Games one year. Maybe. You know, he started out as a little kid being a really good bird shooter, and uh, he just kind of, you know, some people just have a knack for it. He has that hand-eye coordination. Yes. So he got it going. But we're we're winding down quail season down here, Mickey. This is the last weekend, and we've had a fun, fun week. Got all the boys down there, all the guys, all of our friends and family, and there's 13 of us down here and no customers. And we've been just having a ball hunting quail. I saw that pile of quail on your table out there in the cleaning shed. It's been pretty good. John Nelson, our quail dog guy, he's been here with his friends and family, and right. we kind of had a comp- friendly competition between the people just riding around in the trucks and and the people with the dogs. And right now, right. the dogs are winning. the dogs are finding way more birds than we're finding for ourselves. 
but we're having a good time. Lots of birds left for the next season. Boy, we're, John hit several cubbies yesterday. They were still 15 bird cubbies, which is really good for this late in the year. Yeah, it is. That's pretty we're, good. We've killed uh, four rattlesnakes and really hadn't seen as many as we thought, as hot as it's been. It's been a been a pretty warm week for us. Man, that, uh, well, this is it. This weekend, tomorrow, yep. it's sundown, it's over, right? It's Yep, it's time for me to change hats, go from hunting back to fishing. Yep. I'm ready for it. It's been a long season. We had a fair, a really good dove season, a fair deer season. It wasn't because of no deer, it was because of the weather didn't do us right during deer season. And we had a really good quail season. So, you know, as far as birds, lots of birds. If any, are the doves starting to filter back through? Is there a lot of dove in your area right there's now? There's doves. There's millions of doves on all the ranches. Wow. It's, uh, we're going to help. We're going to start nesting. They're all making that mating noise now, the cooing they're doing. Hang on a minute. How you doing? Thank you all very much. I'm going through the Border Patrol check station. There you go. Or it's slowed no, up at border lately, hasn't it? Man, you're not going to believe this. It's the slowest <laughs> that reported, the r- slowest reported illegals coming through in Hebronville in 20-something years. <laughs> they stopped them right here. I don't know how they did it, but they stopped Well, them. that's that's what happens when your state controls your border instead of letting the federal government think they can do it. Well, exactly. they, they didn't think they could do it. They just opened it up. They didn't. They didn't want to do it. Well, but, I'm uh, happy. I'm, the state I'm of Texas happy. put a put a, put a stop to that, and uh, now the other states, you know, west of us, are having a lot of trouble. Their their traffic flows have picked yeah. up immensely. Well, thank God for Greg Abbott. That's all I got to say. But our our locals, and sheriffs, and the and the DPS and our game wardens have been working so hard for the past four or five years. They're on vacation now. <laughs> I it's, they don't have yeah, I mean, they deserve it. I mean, these guys have been working along that border, and they get shot at from people shoot from across the border at these guys. Yeah, you, you never know, hear that in the media, man. They no. don't report that. You never hear <laughs> no. about that. And they can't shoot back because they don't know who they're shooting at. You know, so But those people just randomly shoot across the border, our, our guys, and it's not, not a good deal. No, but anyway, it's slowing not. down, but... Yeah, I hope our all of our locals get a rest now. They need a, they need a little breather. So yes, but it'll crank back up anyway. But well, we're uh, we're very happy to to make it through the season. You know, it's been been a fun time. We've been just enough people down here to be have to be here every weekend, but not right. enough people for us to get over the top. You know, to to, to make any money, but. We've uh, had lots of happy people. I would, I guarantee you, everybody that's hunted down here this year has had a very good hunt. Well, I know I did. That was an awesome week I spent down there. God, what a great time I had. I know it's just just a fun place. You know, we're we we do everything that we can control. We control, and the rest is up to Mother Nature. And you know that you and I, our whole life has made a living at this stuff and it's just all about the weather nature has been really bad to us but really good to us and other occasions too so got to just got to roll with it what we do but it's going to be it's going to be in the 90s next week down here so it's It's going to be in the 80s here so yeah it'll be 90s down there yep we're uh my good we're gonna we got a hog hunt going next weekend and which will be fun because we need to eliminate some of them with a hog slash varmint hunt and uh, we're going. We're trying to get some varmint hunters down here if we can find anybody to come here. We got lots of coyotes and hogs and stuff like that that need to be eliminated. So, you hear anybody wants to come try to do that? We we got room to do it. But your deer dropping for me, horns I, yet? They shedding? Nope, nope. They are not, and there's still some bucks chasing does. And I saw I went and quail hunted by myself the other day. I just wanted to make my annual quail hunt, and I just kind of looped around real slow and i found a brand new rub and scrape over wow. there at our, our favorite ranch right there by our favorite blind mm. it's brand new i mean there's so this is still going on but it's it's kind of winding down too we're not seeing any deer in the yard it's crazy I, and it's so green huh. there's clover and everything come up but normally what do we see 20 to 30 deer in our yard every day and we're not seeing any right now at least 
I mean, that's that's the best hunt in the house right there. Sit on the porch and have a cold one and watch all the deer in the evenings, man. There ain't nothing better yeah. than that. Well, you think you can't see it now. When Where do they go to? We have no idea. We're not seeing them anywhere. But I guess with the full moon and we got all the feeders going wide open now, I guess all the deer going out to those feeders and just doing it at night. Well, that's uh. That's that's rough country down there. Yeah, we haven't seen any of those mountain lions lately that we saw two or three weeks ago. We were we saw that one male. JP had a group of quail hunters, and the big male lion jumped up in front of them and ran into a big old mott. They circled the mott, but couldn't find it. We hadn't seen them anymore. We're still hearing lots of coyotes. We're not seeing very many, but right when with this full moon, a lot of stuff goes on at night down here. Well, you know, when I was there, I I never saw a feral hog. And never saw a coyote, and that's the first time in all the years I've been coming down there. I had seen that they were totally nocturnal; they were moving at night. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had a, you know, all in all, if you took the average temperature of what we've had this this year, we've really not had much cold weather. We've no. had way more days of fog than we've ever had in the history of of our ranch, and that hurt deer season really bad. If it's foggy in the mornings and you can't see the deer and then it's hot in the afternoons and the deer won't come out till after dark so it was a pretty tough season despite all that i bet we had 90 percent kill ratio for deer hunters yeah and another crazy statistic this year most of our bucks that the customer shot were 10 points almost every one of them that's that's really strange so what happened well, I know there's of, one that didn't get shot, that one I saw. And, uh, <laughs> boy, I hope that deer's there next year. My goodness gracious. Well, I guess you, I sent you the picture. And we talked about it. You, you saw the one that we were looking at all year long that we couldn't decide how old it was. And the last day of the season, the last evening, at 11 minutes after 6, he came out. And we all decided that the deer was old enough for, for us to, to take. And I got him. And I'm sure glad I did. You saw the pictures. We called him Rudolph. And right. uh, he just magnificent deer. And he's way older than what we thought he was. He just didn't have a big body. He was on the downhill. But he still scored in the 140s, mid-140s. But yeah, we should, and, well, I, thought and I saw that deer almost every hunt I made over there. And uh, one day he would look like a three- to four-year-old-looking deer. And then another time I'd see him. And he'd profile different. He'd look like a six-year-old deer. And I'm going, yeah. is this the same deer? And I'd dial him in with my binoculars. <laughs> i go, that's him with them split brows. That's the same deer, man. But he just, he, it, it was hard to age that deer. It really was. Well, every time he came out, he said, whoa, that's a good deer. But anyway, he's on our wall now, Mickey. He's going up. He's in the wall of fame up there real soon. Wall of so. shame at Friar Mood's living room <laughs> it'll be there for everyone to, to look at for the rest of my life down here i know you need you got to create another wall oh i know we're gonna get rid of some of the older deer that's been there for 30 years and replace them with some news and no those are great deer trying. you need to leave them up i guess you ought to start in the uh, dining room and just go down both walls <laughs> well Every deer has a story. When you put it on the wall, it just brings back the memories. You can talk about it and tell the whole story of how it went down and who shot it and how they did it. A lot of those deer on the wall are our kids, and a lot of them are the guides, and some of them are customers that didn't want their, their deer. If a customer that comes down here and shoots a nice deer and doesn't want it, we decide we're going to put it on the wall just for us to look at. Right. Uh, we got a bunch of them. I bet we got, what, 30 or 40 deer heads. At least. They all got a good story. We, this was our 40th year down here, and looks like we're going to continue on. Our landowners just said, we're we're with you. As long as we're alive, we, you're going to keep it going. So we got well, some you're longevity. You're so fortunate to have somebody like that because, man, you know, once uh, the original landowner dies off, then the kids get it, and then they sell yep. it. And, you know, it just uh, at least that family, they want to keep that. I mean, that's. That's some prime property, man. Keep that in the family. Oh, yeah. Don't well, we're, uh, we're very fortunate, and I'm almost sure. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm almost sure that we're the, the 
the outfitter that's had the land for the longest time in the state of Texas, going through three generations. This is our 40th year. We're working on 41 years. I don't know of anybody else that's a, an outfitter like me that makes your money off the land that's kept it that long, just uh, especially like under three generations. Right. So, yeah, that is pretty impressive. Fortunate. Pretty awesome. Yeah. We uh, we did well. We didn't know it back in the old days, back in the 80s, that, but – Everville is the best quail hunting in the whole world. And it's Bird capital of Texas is what a lot of people call it. And that's why they have a giant airport here for those people coming from all over the world on their big jets. Yeah. And they do, and they still are. You ought to see Everville. It is a hustling and bustling town. It's been that way for two months now because we got the only quail left in the whole state because the way the rain hit across the state this year. Right. So we've been busy. Been lots that's of like the old saying, man. <laughs> Deer hunters show up in three-quarter ton and one-ton pickups, and quail hunters show up in leer jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about That's that yesterday. One of, the, one of these guys from Fort Worth has been hunting with us a long time. He's got, he brings his dogs in in the jets, and each dog has his own seat in the jet wow. so with their little, na- little name tag on the back of the seat. So, you know, that guy's pretty serious about that it. That guy's dedicated. He's the man. He got <laughs> <laughs> he got Brittany Spaniels, and they're like they're they're lap dogs. You know, they're so sweet. But they are they're hunting. Do they hunt quail right? good? Yeah, they do. They just got a lot of hair on them, and those the, the grass burrs get on them real bad. So they got to cut the grass burrs out every night around the fire, which is a kind of a ritual for everybody. We get our dogs out after a day of quail, and you got to pull all the cactus out of them, get all the grass burrs off of them. You know, <laughs> heal them up for the next day. That's rough country no, on a dog down there, man. Well, we're lucky no dogs have been bit as many miles as John Nelson's guys have run through all this brush down here this year. No dog has been bit. So normally every year some 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 dog gets bit. Most of them make it through it, but some of them, if they get bit in the wrong place, they don't make it. Well, I'll tell you, Travis's dog, when he got bit, that uh, man, uh, he's l- still lucky to have Gunner. Oh, yeah, he get, got bit pretty hard. Yeah, JP's dog got bit. You know, all of our dogs have been bit over the years. And many years ago, my partner Bobby Williams, his dog old demon that weighed about 130 pounds, he got bit in the stomach, and we didn't know it. And he just died out there on the carpet, out there around the fire. We didn't even know it. He didn't ex- express any pain or anything. He just went to sleep, and he was gone. Oh, that was that big chocolate he had back in the day. Yep, yep. He I just got that bit dog. running. It was it was just running through the brush looking for quail, and I guess he got hit in the stomach, and we didn't even know it because he such a big old tough dog. He he just didn't show it. Anyway, that was a bad deal. Yeah, we went it went through it. Twenty twenty three was not that great of a year for us financially, but it was a good year for birds and, and deer. It's just a, you know good game year. A lot of people backed off twenty three, but because of just you know it's going to get better. Like- Cliff and I were talking before before I got you on the horn. Uh, we were talking oh, about shoot. the guide business that hey, all we want to do is break even at the end of the year. Yeah, you know, pay yeah. all your bills yeah. and you know just make it. I just Life missed an eight. Point. I just missed an eight point by about ten feet. <laughs> really? <laughs> just yeah, I'm on the road to Realitos. Oh my goodness! Whew. I locked them up. Well, boy, I hope I hope Dalton has a has a good day today. He will. Last week they went to San Antonio and there were six hundred and eighty, I think six hundred and eighty in his class, and he got thirteenth, which is that's pretty good out of you know seven hundred people. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have those. Uh, at, we didn't have those th- things in our days. Now, nowadays, they got bass fishing and they got skeet shooting and they got all kind of stuff. Everything. They're they're even. Uh, you can get a scholarship playing cornhole now. <laughs> How about that? Well, I shall guess we do washer fishing? Washer fishing. Yeah. Now water. Yeah. Your daddy used to teach us about washer fishing. He was unbelievable, man. Well, he put it in our blood, and I tell you what—he was what, world we, champion, though. I mean, he—I know, I know. That was good Close stuff. Good old days, baby. 
I guarantee it was you and me at 70 years old right now. We'll take on just about anybody for a little short spell. Yeah, but it's got to be a hole in the ground. I don't do them boards. That's that no, that the ain't bouncing boards in my book. Bouncing them in the <laughs> hole and skipping them in, sliding them in. Put them in that cup, man. I want to hear that washer ting when it hits that metal cup. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I got to run, uh, Blaine. If somebody wants to call you, give them a number. It's fishing time. Ready to go. Yep. Fishing time, and then come shoot some hogs and varmints. Call me at 713-703-6656. I'll be here. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Enjoy your time Thank with you. your grandson. Appreciate all you right, brother. Me. Later. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 